Welcome to another powerful word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Tonight we're going to be talking about passing through. And uh, we'll approach it with a, at, at a little different angle than perhaps you're, you're imagining or that you might think at face value. Um, we're going to begin in Acts chapter 17 and in verse 1. And uh, as we're beginning this, this is the point uh, in, in the Apostle Paul's missionary journey that the Apostle Paul has just gone from what is now Turkey, which was his home nation, Eurasia, and he has just now gone across the Aegean Sea. He's landed at a place called Neapolis, which is now a city, the port city of uh, Kavala, and he is going to go up to Philippi, you know the story there. He found a woman and, uh, and, 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 and you know, witnessed to her, and, and uh, she was born again, and she was baptized there. And just in you know, just, just a little over two weeks, two, two and a half weeks or so, uh, we hope to be baptizing some people in that same place right there where Lydia was baptized. And then uh, he got put in jail and uh, ended up having to leave Philippi. So as he's leaving Philippi under pressure, wondering no doubt if he's done any good there, he led a jailer to the Lord, he led a, 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 a woman named Lydia to the Lord. Uh, there were a lot of uh, uh, people who were in jail, uh, and no doubt they got born again, and he led the whole household of the jailer to the Lord, and, and also uh, this young woman that he delivered, who was, a, who, who, who was uh, possessed with a spirit, he delivered her from a spirit of divination. Most likely she has accepted Jesus, we don't know for sure, but I can imagine the end of that story and uh, but but he's leaving nonetheless just having been there just a few weeks just barely has shared the gospel of Jesus Christ with these people don't you know whenever you only have a little bit of time and you witness to somebody who may be in a desperate place and maybe you imagine you might be the first witness or the only witness to them don't you know that 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 how that feels you wonder if you did any good have you ever uh, you know spent your energy trying to help someone only to leave and wonder if I helped them at all? Did I do anything to really change anything? Did, did, did what I do make a difference? Have you ever wondered, am I making a difference? You ever wondered, did I make a difference in the life of that child? Did I make a difference in the life of that woman, that man? Did I make a difference? I mean, I, I, I wonder this every Sunday, every Wednesday when I leave here. On my drive home, uh, it, it, it goes something like this. Brenda will normally say about two or three hours after I leave here from driving home, she'll ride with me many times and, 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 and we'll get to the house and there'll, there'll be some people there. And, and after they leave and after we eat, she'll, said, she'll say, you sure are mighty quiet. I tell her, yeah, you know, because I, I just don't hardly say much. You know, I said, yes, I've already talked enough for one day. You know, uh, what I'm really thinking, did I make a difference? Did I make a difference? Oh, I should have said it this way. I should have done it this way. I shouldn't have said that. 
That didn't come across exactly like the, the way I wanted. Did I do God a good job? You know, what, what did I do? You know, and many times in, in, in the afternoon, I will try to find some time by myself to get, get off by myself. And, and I'm grateful that I can do that and get alone, whether it's, you know, uh, a lot of times driving down to HEB and walking up down every aisle at HEB. I see some of you there on Sundays. It's, it's, it's the place where, uh, where I just push a cart up and down every single aisle. Uh, not looking at anything, but looking at everything, but thinking about the day and, and praying for the different people that I looked out that morning and saw and, and did not get to go out and, 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 and connect with them because they got away too quick. I'm, 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 I'm here praying with people that need prayer, but when I look up and I get free, that person I wanted to, 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 to meet or touch or talk to, you know, they're gone and I'm going, oh my, will I see them again? Will I get a chance again? You know, I hadn't seen them in two or three weeks hadn't seen them in two or three months I haven't seen them in two or three years that's what I think about whenever I'm up here and and and, and we're here on a Sunday morning and oh I'd like to talk to them I'd like to connect with them oh I, I, I don't have their phone number anymore oh I, I, I heard this I need I, I, I didn't wish that person a happy birthday I didn't I didn't see their 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 you know uh, new little baby you know I mean all the things that go through you know uh, the, can you imagine what the Apostle Paul must have felt with the mantle and the responsibility, you felt that before. My goodness, uh, there's there, there's no way that a that a teacher, that 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 an attorney, that that anyone who involves themselves in the lives of others can leave that moment without at least saying, "Oh, I hope I did best. I hope I did what I should have done, could have done, could I have done better?" You know, uh, all all of these things, and they weigh heavy upon us. That's what the Apostle Paul must have felt every time he left someplace. Did I do enough? Did I do enough? You know, uh, you know uh, children leave home. You know, they, they go off to college and you say, oh my goodness, did I do enough? You know, uh, they get married and you say, oh my goodness, you know, did I do enough? You know, uh, did I, did I, I should have done this, I should have done that, I could have done this, I shouldn't have done that. I mean, they're just, they're, life is filled with things that, we feel as though that we could have done better, should have done better, and, and yet we must move on to the next thing because there's always the next thing. Every time one door is closed, another door is open. Every time we arrive at one place, we are only setting our feet upon our next departure point. You know, and, and, and life just does that. You know, the, the, the sun just keeps coming up. And another day is offered, and another challenge is offered, and another job is offered, another opportunity is offered. And when we leave that one, we'll feel just like we did before. You know, did I, did I do good that time? You know, y'all know, and, and, and you can't rewind the clock. You can't undo the things that you wish you had done different, and you can't, you know, go back and, 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 and revisit those things. Uh, and sometimes those things weigh heavier on us than the things that we see that we really did do right and and most of us most of you most of us most everyone has really done a pretty good job given the complexities and given the amount of information that you have at that moment you probably have made the very best decision you could have made in that moment I've heard people say I sure would like to go back and get to do that again you know what happened if you went back there again you would do the same thing because you'd only have that much information to deal with. It's not like you go back with all the information you have now. I mean, all the information you had at that moment, you did most likely most everyone, not everyone, 
There are some bad actors, and there are some people that are very selfish, and there are some people that are out just to get what they can get, and uh, there are some people that are just, you know, uh, bent on revenge. But those are much fewer than what people imagine. Those are much fewer. But it doesn't take but about one in our life, one in our state, one in our nation, one in our world to cause everybody else a problem. And if we're not watchful, we can get so focused on those few that it kind of obscures all of the great things that we are accomplishing. We are doing well. Let me tell you, people are coming to Christ everywhere. Do you know Brother Vaughn, 84 years old, left here on Sunday, sitting right there, left here on Sunday in his suit and his tie, walked out of here, got in his car, stopped at Sam's on his way back to Lumberton to his house. When he stopped at Sam's and went into Sam's, he just happened to bump into two men that he'd never seen before. They're from South America, and they were here uh, in, in the States, and they were shopping in Sam's. And, 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 and they were uh, older men, and, and, uh, and, and Brother Vaughn, it just came all over him. He just felt a responsibility because I'm encountering them. might be the only time I ever see them. i got to tell them about Jesus. So he told them about Jesus. One of them, he said, didn't want to hear, and the other one accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior and prayed, right? there in Sam's to ask Jesus to come into his heart and be his Lord let me tell you I just me and him just had that conversation and I said brother Vaughn let me tell you there are people everywhere coming to Christ people want to be born again everywhere he just walked right out of here and did what he always does he does this I mean he just he told me uh, this week about some other people he led to the Lord this week I'm telling him people are coming to Christ everywhere but once we start believing that there are more on the negative side than the positive side, it, 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 it kind of works trying to shut us down, trying to you know, keep us from engaging. We cannot allow that to happen. There are more good people. Now, good won't get you to heaven, but there are more good people than bad people. There are more helpful people than people who don't want to help. There, listen, please, please realize that, uh, that you're doing well, you, you, you hadn't done perfect, and you can't redo anything, but you're doing a whole lot better. Look behind you. See how far you've come. Look at how far you've come. Look. Look at what, from where, where I was to where I am, it's a miracle. My goodness. It's amazing. You're doing well. Passing through. The Apostle Paul just kicked out of, 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 of Philippi, okay? Verse 1, now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. Then Paul, as his custom was, went into them, and for three Sabbaths he reasoned with them from the Scriptures, explaining and demonstrating that Christ, that the Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead, and saying, This Jesus, whom I preach to you, is the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, the promised Son of God. Now, in verse 1, uh, it says, now, now, when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica. When they had passed through, they came to now, this, this can be, if we're not watchful, some confusing moments in life. You see, some places you pass through and other places you go to. 
Some places in life you are meant by God to pass through. It is the will of God that you pass through some places, and it's the will of God that you go to other places. I know that may seem you know, a, a little obscure, a little uh, confusing at the moment, but allow me to explain. Uh, the things in life that God has us going to are things that He has placed on our shoulders by His choice as our responsibilities. God has certain places in life that we have become responsible for in His eyes. And not all of those places are just one step away from the last place. Sometimes it's the passing through a place that adds to our life the things that we need so that when we get to the place, we can function at destiny's capacity. Because it is the journey that prepares us for the destiny. God had a promised land for the children of Israel. He could have very easily given them the land that butted up to Israel, but he didn't. There was a wilderness that he intended for them to pass through so that they could get to a place. And it was in that wilderness that they came to know God in a greater way. It was the passing through that prepared them for what they needed to do when they came to where they were going. I find it very interesting. You know, uh, you, you in life, you're going to be responsible many times to know whether or not this is a season that you are passing through or is this a place that you have come to? Is this the place that God wants you in this season of your life to make your investments? Is this the place that God wants you to, to, to apply your strength? Is this the, the job? Is this the, 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 the person? Is this the place uh, that God wants you to put your life? Or is this the place you're passing through? We pass through a lot of places that, 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 that don't look good, and we pass through a lot of places that do look good. Now, this is a biblical principle. Jesus did this. He showed us many times he passed through a place on his way to a particular individual or on his way to a particular place or a particular situation. You know, uh, the first time that, 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 that I came here, when, when I came here to be pastor, I drove through a lot of places between Texarkana, Texas, and, and, and Nederland, Texas. I passed through because I was going to. I passed through some places I wouldn't mind living, and I passed through some places I wouldn't want to live. Because I was going to a place that God wanted me to go to, a place that He wanted me to invest in, a place that He had for me. He put something on my plate. He put something on, on, on my shoulders, my responsibility. And we have to know whether this is something we're passing through or something we're going to. Jesus was asked by people to stay here, stay with us, be, you know, be our teacher. He said, no, I can't. The Apostle Paul was asked, how about coming here? How about doing this? How about staying here? Here. No, I can't because there is something that I need to go to. Jesus, for him, he said, No, I came to seek and to save the lost. I can't stay here. I understand, you know, you would like me to stay. It'd be better for you to stay, but I've got to go. I'm going to something. In fact, when it came time for Jesus, as he was passing through this world, he was headed to the cross, but he also passed to the cross for the joy that was set before him. And we too are passing through something to get to something. And all along the way, in each season of life, 
we must know whether this is the place that God wants us to invest or is this a place that looks good or looks bad? You know, uh, and, 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 and by the way, we run the risk of forfeiting our greatest impact when we stop short of the destiny God has for us. And I know it's a, it's a weight of responsibility to put upon your heart and your mind, but the fact of the matter is you are the only one that can discern the Holy Spirit to know whether or not this is a passing through or a going to season in your life. God has a destiny for you. And we can lose, if we're not watchful, what we would have gained if we go too far, if we stop too short, if we go in the wrong direction. The leadership of the Lord is the most important dynamic in the life of a believer is to know that the Lord is leading you. It's not doing what looks best, feels best, or even what you think produces the most fruit. You see, uh, not every place that you are going to is a place that you will enjoy being. Not every place that God has for you is the place that you're going to think is great not every time that you arrive at the will of god for your life not every time will it be even a pleasant experience but that's up to god that's god's business uh, you can be in the middle of god's will you can be telling the truth you can be doing your best and still look like you're not making any headway uh, however when you are in the will of God, you are planting seeds in the right place. Please do not fear. Do not lose hope. Don't think that you're not making a difference. When you are in the will of God, and that's the only thing you ever have to check in with God about, am I in your will? Is this your will for me? Those that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. It's not those who, who, who uh, you know, get the most fruit are in the will of God. But those who are in being led by the Spirit. When you're in the will of God, you're planting seeds in just the right place. It, in the place where God intends to bring a future harvest. There may not be a harvest in your day. You may not see this. Or you may see a harvest because someone else went ahead of you. Or you may not see the harvest because God already is laid on the shoulders of someone else to come behind you. We cannot always gauge our success or, 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 or our, our, um, our fruitfulness based upon what we see while we are there. Verse 4. Okay. Now, here, uh, he, you know, he explained to the people in Thessalonica, he came to Thessalonica, and he explained to them that Jesus was the Christ, verse 4. And some of them were persuaded, and a great multitude of the devout Greeks, and not a few of the leading women, joined Paul and Silas. But the Jews who were not persuaded, becoming envious. Now, a great multitude, verse 4 says. Let's go back to verse 4 for just a moment. Look, a great multitude of devout Greeks... And not a few. That means there were many. There was a multitude and there were many of, 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 of the Greeks and of the leading women. They believed. They received Jesus as the Lord and Savior. And they followed Paul and Silas. But 
of the Jews who were not persuaded, there, there were basically a few people who became envious. They took some evil men from the marketplace and gathering a mob, and they, they set all the city in an uproar, and they attacked the house of Jason and sought to bring them out to the people. My goodness, they wanted to bring them out and beat them up. Hold on a second. I passed through some pretty good places. I have recently passed through uh, Amphipolis and Apollonia. Okay? It, that, listen, whoa, there's an Apollonian tower right on the seacoast. This is some of the most beautiful. They passed through, and they went to Thessalonica. I'm, this is where God told me to stop. This is where God told me to, 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 to preach. This is where God told me to, you know, to, to invest. And all of a sudden... Even though they didn't have any trouble in some of the other places, now they've got a mob and they've got evil men and a mob in an uproar attacking the house of the man who has let them come in and stay with them. Listen, the most difficult places in life are yet often the most fruitful places in life. Verse 10. Then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. <laughs> Had to leave Thessalonica, and they went to Berea. Verse 11, these were more fair-minded than the ones in Thessalonica. I don't know, a multitude and not a few, a multitude and many came out in Thessalonica. Here in Berea, these people were more fair-minded in that they received the word of God with all readiness. They searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Verse 12, then many of them believed, and also not a few of the Greeks, prominent women as well as men. But when the Jews from Thessalonica learned, man, these guys in Thessalonica, these envious people, religious envious people in Thessalonica, just couldn't leave it alone. They heard that, 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 that Paul and Silas were preaching the word in Berea, and they came down to Berea, and they stirred up the Bereans now. Now, these people, these people from Thessalonica are some nasty people. And yet, Paul was right in the middle of God's will. Yet, you know. Verse 14, then immediately the brethren sent Paul away to go to the sea, but both Silas and Timothy remained there. Paul had to get out of that town too. He had to take off from there. My goodness, he's, 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 he's being run out. Now, now, you know, the men of Thessalonica, they chased Paul all the way to Berea, and uh, they were passionate about what they believed. You know, they believed that the apostle Paul was doing harm. They were envious. They, 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 and, and they, you know, but... No doubt the seeds that were sown in their life, no doubt the work of the church in Thessalonica matured to the point to where most likely these men also heard the gospel of Jesus Christ over and over and over because the church in Thessalonica became a very, very powerful church. You notice those in Thessalonica, you know, juxtaposed to the ones in Berea. The ones in Berea were more fair-minded than Thessalonica. They were more noble, is what, uh, is what the King James says, more fair-minded in that they you know, kind of listened a little better. Well, it's, it's not always those that, that listen. It's not always even those that are noble or even those that are more fair-minded. It's the ones that God has because God Almighty had sent the Apostle Paul to Thessalonica. He passed through, but he came too. 
And we find that great sinners usually make great saints, by the way. Passionate sinners make passionate saints and unfortunately those who don't really care about themselves or care about their community or uh, those who usually don't care about their families uh, don't usually care about anything else either including the church you know uh, I'm happy for everybody that gets born again everybody gets saved glory to God but I but I tell you what leading a lazy person to Christ you got to spend a lot of time teaching them not to be lazy you know I don't want to just but Come on, give me somebody that's got some passion here. Give me somebody that'll wrestle and struggle with you to know the truth. Give me somebody that'll, that, that, that'll make you prove it to them. Because many times they will catch on fire for Jesus, just like they caught on fire for sin. The Bible says that believers who refuse to be faithful over the little things will also be faithful over the bigger things. Uh, well, let me cut to the very end of my notes here. Okay, because I want to put uh, a cap on this, this bottle tonight. Uh, the first thing that this passage causes me to understand is that some places you pass through and some places you go to. Thank God. Thank God, because I, I, I wouldn't want to live in some of the places and some of the seasons of my life. Some seasons I'm passing through and some seasons I'm going to. It's like the children of Israel. God led them through the wilderness. They were much wearied because of the way which he led them, but he found places for them to pitch their tents. The clouds stopped occasionally and let them rest. Some places you're going through, some places you're going to. God never intended for them to live in the wilderness. God never intended to have to provide miracle bread from heaven every day. God never intended for them to sacrifice animals as what they were going to is only what they were going through to get to what they were going to sometimes we mistake what we're going through to be our life sometimes if we're not watchful we can look at what we're going through and we can say this this is this is where i've gotten to after all that i've done this is where i've ended up no <laughs> if you can say that you're not at the end you're going through go through because until you get to the promised land of God you are going through go through yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil not yea though I'm going to the valley of the shadow of death not every day praise God is a work day we are not responsible for everything Take off your shoulders the responsibilities that God has not put there. You're not responsible for everything. You're not responsible for other people. Okay? People I'm talking about, people who are of the age to make up their own decisions, make their own mind. You are not responsible. There's nothing you can do. You can encourage and you can share and you can love, but there's no decision that you can make for another person. You, uh, th those of you who have grown children, you are about as responsible for them as your parents are for you right now. That's the truth. Take it off your shoulders. You might be going through something, but it's, listen, unless God has put it on your shoulders, it's not your responsibility. Not everything that we face is our responsibility. Not everything is on your plate. 
Listen, Jesus, this is what we find out from Jesus. Do you remember in Acts chapter 3 that Peter and John went to pray and there was a lame man and, 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 and they helped that lame man up? Do you know that lame man had been sitting there, as we understand, for, for well over a decade, two decades, three decades is just about what we understand. He'd been sitting there daily, laid at the gate. Reckon how many times Jesus passed by that man. But that was not on Jesus' plate. It was not something he considered his responsibility. That was for somebody that would come behind him. He was going to somewhere, just going through there, but going to another place. And that's where Peter and John were going to. They had a destiny. God had a time and a destiny. He put that on Peter's shoulders to look at that man and say, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. That was for Peter to do. Not everything, you know, you've got, not everything is for us to do. Uh, you've got to decide what you're responsible for, and you've just got to leave the rest in God's hands. Because if you're not responsible for it, let me tell you, uh, it's not that you shouldn't encourage, it's not that you shouldn't bless, it's not that you shouldn't pray. Don't get the wrong message here. But something that you're not responsible for, you're not responsible for. Believe me, God has somebody coming behind you, and he has somebody most likely already gone ahead of you. Okay? Uh, so uh, there's some place you're passing through some place you're going to you know don't get those two mixed up we must be led by the spirit not by our own guilt our own ability our own ability to reason and to calculate uh, God is not unreasonable but he's so superior to reason okay uh, number two uh, quickly God sends us to places where he intends to bring a harvest God intended to bring a harvest in Thessalonica. He intended to bring a harvest in Philippi. He intended to bring a harvest. He sent, and in Corinth, he intended to bring a harvest. And he sent the Apostle Paul as our example tonight, and there are many other examples, but as our example tonight, he sent the Apostle Paul to a place where he intended in the future to bring a harvest. Same thing in Acts, the 10th chapter. He sent them, excuse me, Luke, the 10th chapter. He sent them out two by two in every place in which he would later come. Okay? So God, God intends for you to sow some seeds, and he intends to bring a harvest many times at a later date. Um, and, and God will watch over the seeds that you plant. Okay? You are planting seeds in just the right place at the right time. Uh, uh, number, num number three, uh, some of the most difficult places in life turn out to be some of the most fruitful. You know, Moses Bay, uh, who is in heavenly, his heavenly reward right now, Moses Bay said from our pulpit at one time, he said, listen, never complain about the pressures that push you into God. They're making something out of you, and God is making something out of your moment. God is watching over your seed. He's watching over his word. He won't forget. He's not slack. He's got a plan. If it's on your shoulders, then, then, then work it. If you're passing through this moment, make sure you pass through it under the hand of God with his rod and his staff. They, 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 they protect you. He'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Your cup will run over. Your head will be anointed with oil. And you will live in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Praise the name of the Lord because you're just passing through this moment. Don't think you're stuck in this moment. Don't think this is where you have come to. This is where you're passing through. And you may be passing through something for even a decade. Nonetheless, trust God for what you're going to. You can read uh, uh, some scriptures, Romans 5, James 1, 2 Corinthians 4, and, and, and you'll find out that that's a reality. The last thing tonight is uh, I'm, I'm going to encourage you to don't give up on committed sinners. 
they often make committed saints. Okay? Pray for them. Don't give up on committed sinners. They often make committed saints. Pray for them. Don't stop praying for them. Don't stop encouraging, okay? But uh, don't give up. Don't give up. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for another exciting message from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to all of our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.